Hey guys, I'm Katie. And I'm Alexis, and this is the Check Your Aesthetic podcast. Happy, happy new year. Happy new year. <laughs> Start spreading the news. I'm leaving today. <laughs> I want to be a part of it. In, oh, New triggered. York. Triggered New that I'm York. not going to New York. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when this episode comes out, it's going to be so long from when you were supposed to have gone to New York. But right now, it's a week before you were supposed to have gone to New York. Yes. We're having um, a crazy week recording. So we've recorded. This is our third episode this week. So you guys are hearing a lot of the same shit from us <laughs> in many weeks after it's already happened. <laughs> yes. So. Yeah. The reality um, yeah, is so that is- the reality is that we will not be recording for, I think, like yeah, a good wow. amount of time. Yeah. So. Which we deserve it, honestly. Yeah. Peace and love. Yeah. We love you guys and we love the pod, but it's three episodes a week is a lot to record. But happy 2022. Um, This, when this episode comes out, it will mean, it will mean that we have done like one full calendar year of, our first full calendar year of CYA would have been 2021. That is very true. Except we did not do every week. (laughs) We did not upload. Well. It's okay though. We only missed like two. Yeah. I was, a lot of other podcasts do like seasons. We've talked about this before, like um, how we don't. And I'm like, we didn't really think of that one, but that probably would have been smart. Yeah, but also like. We just disappear. We're like, okay, okay season uh, one was a year and a half long. <laughs> season one was 60 episodes. <laughs> see you guys. We will see you guys soon. Yeah, but also I think that like, because we talked about that and like splitting it up into different content, I feel like that would get boring. Like, it's, I think it's good to, like, switch it up. Yeah. So. I agree. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I can't really tell you guys how, um, we, I'm sure you're just absolutely dying to hear how our Christmases were, but we don't know because they haven't happened we yet. Don't know. But Christmas is currently about two weeks away, and that is crazy. I was thinking on my walk, I was walking right before this, and it's kind of like this week especially, it's, it's, like, feels more wintry. It's not that it's necessarily cold it's really not cold it's like 70 degrees but it's like muggy outside which Mm -hmm. that's just how the winters are in louisiana it's like not cold it's just muggy but um i haven't really been like doing that much like i haven't been listening to that much christmas music Mm -hmm. i haven't been watching that many christmas movies Mm -hmm. i don't know what it is and i honestly don't know what i do during my days i just sit and then the day's (laughs) over love that but anyway i haven't been doing that much christmasy stuff so Yeah. I don't know. I think that, honestly, that is partly, like, moving out. I mean, I know you've been, like, you know, in college Uh, and stuff, but, like, when you went home, like, it Mm -hmm. was to your parents' house. Like, that is something that I've... Exactly. I have not felt... This is so sad. But, like, I have not really felt like it was, like, true Christmas, honestly, since I was in college, which was years ago. So... Yeah. That's just... Where are you, Christmas? Christmas... I cannot find We've had too much singing in this episode already, and it's I know, three like minutes actually going to unsubscribe. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I definitely get that. Of course, everybody listening to this is like, okay, move on. Christmas is over. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure that you guys can relate. Like, it's 
I have my Christmas tree and stuff up, but it's the like the things that make it. I was thinking like this will be my first Christmas where I won't wake up in like my mom's house on Christmas. Mm-hmm. Of course, I could go sleep over there, but I have my dog, so I'm not going to. Mm-hmm. Um, so like it'll be the first year that I'll wake up, and it was the same with Thanksgiving. Like the first year that I had to like go to my mom's house for Thanksgiving. Yep. Um, so it's definitely different, but and mm-hmm. I think we talked about this in last week's episode. Um, that we're kind of in like a weird phase where like we're making our own traditions, but not quite because it's not like right. we have our own kids yet. Right. Or like our own full families. So like I'm just kind of making my traditions on like my own, which are still usually involving my family, but like kind of on my own. Right. Anyway. And I think Austin and I are in like a weird transition phase as well because like I have like my family's traditions and then like he has his family's traditions and then like my parents are divorced so there's like multiple families Mm -hmm. and then there's like we're trying to create traditions but then we're also like and then you're also like engaged yeah and like it's just Mm -hmm. like a weird time in life I feel like but yeah and I think we I have the same thing with like the divorced parents like yeah especially this year is like the first year without my grandma so it's just all like Mm -hmm. And I think that, like, honestly, I think that, like, growing up, wow, this is a really depressing, like, first five minutes of our first episode, (laughs) but, like, I think growing up is honestly realizing that, like, the holiday traditions that you had as a kid are not always going to be the same. Like, I think you always think, like... I used to be so, like, I used to be so, like, like, if if anything changed, I would be so upset, but then now I'm, like, it's just, it's just... Yeah, like, I think as, like, a little kid, you think, like, oh... This is just how it's going to be, like, literally forever. Forever, Especially because you see your parent. maybe this is just me, but you see your parents and you're like, oh, before I was here, this is how they did it. Which, like, in reality, Mm -hmm. probably not because you weren't a thing. Exactly. So, but yeah, yeah, then, like, you realize, like, oh. And I think especially when you do have divorced parents, things switch up, but... Whatever, we need to yeah. move on from depressing stuff. <laughs> I was about to say, the depressing stuff needs to be over. This is actually a super, super requested I would say episode. our most highly requested. Yeah, this is absolutely the most highly requested episode coming in hot in the beginning of the year, getting you guys kind of started on the right track, thinking about the right things at the beginning of the year. We are having um, Katie on. She's a CPA, and she kind of um, works specifically to help, like, small businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't actually chatted with her yet but I know that she will have lots of good stuff to say um we're gonna chat about like taxes for small business owners kind of like just bookkeeping like how you should be doing that why you should be doing that even further than just taxes there's a lot of reasons like understanding what your profits are Mm -hmm. like understanding like oh I'm spending way too much on supplies helping with your pricing and stuff like that Mm -hmm. um so I know that Alexis and I have a lot we can learn from her. That's why we've this episode's been requested for forever, but we did not want to try to do it ourselves. Yeah, absolutely so we were waiting not. to find the perfect guest to be able to help us discuss it because we don't have the knowledge. We've each done taxes as somebody who's self-employed one year, but that does not qualify you. Yeah, and I think just in general, like that is something that we've realized like with the podcast in general, is that we'd rather have like we never claim to be yeah. professionals. Like we want to have other people come in to be that like you know more reliable source so yeah and on that note um obviously like throughout 2021 we kind of found our voice as a podcast I would say um 
But now I feel like we're kind of set and I feel like you guys kind of understand like what you're going to be getting here too. So that being said, if you have any requests for guests or episodes or anything specific, we're always asking in the Facebook group. So if you haven't joined the Facebook group, um, it's called Check Your Aesthetic Community. You can find it just either in the link in our bio, in the links under this episode, in the links under this episode on YouTube, or you can just search it on Facebook. <laughs> um, but we're always asking and you can, you guys can feel free to post in there and be like, hey... I want to hear an episode about this and tag me and Alexis. Like you can do it however you want or DM us. Um, which by the time y'all are listening to this, I hope it's resolved, but our DMs on Instagram aren't working and haven't yes. been for like a week. They have not been working and they have not been working on my Instagram either. I have discovered, it's so annoying. I have discovered that my DMs are working on my computer. So like maybe hmm. we can try getting into them on the computer after That's this. But yeah. Um, but yeah, if you guys have any specific requests, we're here to give you what you want. Um, we will make it happen for you. Um, sometimes you guys request that we have really famous people on. Um, <laughs> they don't answer their emails, you guys. We <laughs> don't have enough clout for that. Uh, if you have any connections, hit mm-hmm. us up. But um, anyway, I guess, do you have anything else to say before we hop in? Um, I guess just thank you for the past year. I think, yes. um, you know, we've, I've... I know broken record but like it we sometimes forget that people actually listen but I think like getting dms and like people just responding to things that we talk about in our lives like that is like yeah I mean I know that we've put like less of a focus on our own stuff but I think like we we try to update you guys on little aspects of our lives and having you guys dm Mm. us and give advice and just like well wishes and stuff I think that that's so nice and having you guys support even yeah. like with other guests and stuff and if you've come from um if you've only been here if this is your first episode listening if this is your second whatever I just like I appreciate it so much and I think that it's so crazy that yeah. we only started this like a little over a year ago and I feel like we've already grown like so much and I'm very excited to see what 2022 yeah. where it takes us so yeah yes agreed and also huge shout out to anybody who was a guest in 2021 yes. as as you guys like I just kind of said like we've really transitioned more to having guests on um to give y'all knowledge because we've kind of exhausted everything we have to share with you guys not <laughs> yeah. to say there won't be any solos ever again but um those are fewer and more far between but if you've been a guest in 2021 we appreciate you we learned so much from all of you um and we consider all of our guests truly dear friends and we love all of them yeah so shout out to you guys um shout out to everybody who's ever listened we're going to how many episodes shout out to the facebook group members shout out to instagram followers we just appreciate all of you so much and y'all are the reason that we record three episodes a week sometimes <laughs> yes <laughs> even though it takes a lot of time yes um but yeah we love you all and uh, 2022 is going to be the vibes. The vibes. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> anyway. Okay, let's get um, into it. Stay, <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, let's get into the content that you guys have been waiting for for a, probably a year and a half. Yes. So let's, let's go ahead and, and, and hop on in. Hi, Katie. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to have this conversation. Of course. We are so excited. We've, this is, we were saying in our intro, this is definitely our most requested episode ever in the world. Um, A lot of people don't understand 
everything that we're about to talk about, including us. So yeah. we are ready to ready to learn. It's a good time of year. It's always the time where everybody starts to think of it. You know, holidays yeah. and like, what do I have to get in order? I think, and then you're like, oh my god. So I think the good news is, yeah. and like for anybody that's listening, where they want to hear it, but they're also scared, is like, let's just take a deep breath. And the truth is, it's actually not as scary as you think. And um, from you know the conversations that we had, it sounds like a lot of your audience is at the earlier stages, which is the perfect time to be hearing this. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. And yeah. this is actually the first episode, we think, probably, hopefully, if we have our cards right, this is the first episode of the year. So this is like the perfect mm-hmm. episode to kind of start everyone off. And I totally agree. I think that that is something especially small business wise because a lot of people are doing things themselves the taxes and bookkeeping is something that you just push off because you're like i'll figure it out later but it's actually something that i think if you can start off doing things right it actually makes things so much easier in the long run so yeah this is just the perfect perfect episode to start us off there, there is a huge difference between getting it set up right from the beginning and then mm-hmm. getting it set up once things are already working. And I'm thinking more in terms of like two years down the road when you actually have some mm-hmm. real momentum going versus just some costs or some income coming through or like mm-hmm. you didn't get a handle on it, but it's not that big of a deal because your overall taxable income is not that much. The reason that I brought myself online in the beginning, it's really morphed a lot from then, but the reason that I decided to come online was to reach people at this stage to Mm, prevent mistakes that I was seeing down the road. Because it was really hard for me to look at these businesses two years down the road and then have to be like the bearer of bad news and say like, yeah, you needed you to save for taxes. You needed to pay yeah. this in. And like now you owe more tax than you have in the bank account because it's easy to spend money as it comes in. And then it's like, now what do you do? Or you've, you've got to untangle a mess or some people, right. like I'm not trying to be scary, but some people will get to a point where they have reached success in their business but they have not done it in a way that covers taxes. And when that's done, mm-hmm. like you have yeah. no choice but to then make more money to pay for the taxes because you're not getting off the hook. And it was so exactly. hard for me to look at because I'm like, oh man, this could have been prevented. And right. so I was like, yeah. right. how can I help you, people prevent this? You know, Right, you think when you're yeah. starting off like, oh, this is just a small thing on the side and like, I'll just figure it out when I it gets to that, but then it gets to that, and then you've put it off, and then you need to go back. But so you started you started talking about how this has morphed in everything that you've been doing on the internet. So for anybody that doesn't know you, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and kind of explain how you, this did morph into what it is? Yeah, I'll I'll try to keep that short. But I mean, basically, <laughs> I have I have the the background of having an accounting degree. I worked in corporate accounting. I um, got a master's in tax. I worked at a CPA firm for a couple of tax seasons. I have my CPA license. Um, I was a manager at, like back at a corporate environment, which is different than working for a CPA firm. When I got pregnant with my son, got in a car accident on the way to work and had like an, oh shit, how am I supposed to do this moment? Um, mm-hmm. Like, how am I supposed to commute, you know, two hours a day and, and work in corporate and be the kind of mom that I want to be? And right. um, mm-hmm. not only it, does this seem like impossible, but now it's also dangerous. Like, I hadn't really thought about the driving as a mom, as a, as a yeah. pregnant person, you know, and literally the next day, 
um, the stars aligned, and my job, they were already going to do this, it had nothing to do with me, announced um, that they had this voluntary separation program. They were behind the scenes gearing up for a sale. This was September when it happened, um, and in January they announced their sale. But in September, they're like, if you've been with the company for more than five years, you can get a severance, a 12-week severance and a bonus to quit. So they were trying to get like reduced payroll to look better for their sale. Mm-hmm. Um, I would never have taken that like if I wasn't pregnant and had been in the car accident yeah. the day before because mm-hmm. I was saying goodbye to corporate and it was all I knew and I had worked my entire life to get to that point. Like I had just been promoted to a management position and I had finished my CPA the year before and all of those things are like a really big deal in my world. Mm-hmm. And then there I am taking money to quit a really good position that I knew would not yeah. repeat, right? But I just had to trust that that was not a coincidence. And it was mm-hmm. still scary. I think that it's, it's um, an interesting lesson for me to look back and think about how scary that was and how hard it was for me to, to make that decision when like, I think some people listening would be like, I wish somebody would pay me to quit my job, you know? <laughs> right. But yeah. It, it was very fortunate. And so, but still really scary because that was my livelihood. So I'm cutting off my right. livelihood for a check. Um, but right. it was more than that. I wouldn't have done it without being pregnant. Like if, if it was a year prior, I wouldn't have done it. Um, mm-hmm. I had to be pregnant yeah. and have the rattling car accident the day before for me to say this is more than a coincidence and okay, I'm listening, yeah. which like as a type A accountant is not really my nature. So I had to fight against mm-hmm. that. And um, and the a month later, my son was born and I, I became a, a new mom. And in those moments, I'm like, thank God I'm not at corporate. You know, it just became clear to me because to get myself through like new motherhood, was a constant reminder of how much worse it would be if I had been in corporate, right? Right, yeah, right. (laughs) So I'm like, thank God my focus is purely on, you know, navigating this new season. Mm -hmm. And I I guess in those moments, it got really clear to me that I didn't want to give that up ever for anything, that this wasn't just like something that I wanted to do for a year and then go back to work. I didn't know what what was going to happen. And I wasn't rushing it, but like, I think just with closing off that, corporate door more possibilities opened and more people knew that I was like available mm-hmm. and long story short I got five bookkeeping clients before I was really trying and then I was like this is a lot because I I have three kids so that was my first son and he was not four when I had my third so I had them all mm-hmm. within four years and I mean, I was busy, like pregnant all the time with babies all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't really want to grow this bookkeeping business. But people kept asking me to like help them with their taxes. And like I said, I looked into mm. some of these businesses that were like small, young female uh, led businesses. And I'm looking at them like, oh man, like I thought everybody kind of knew this stuff, um, knew like at least to, to get help here. And I could see right. them mis- because I guess I uh, glamorized entrepreneurs because it wasn't in my nature. I had to be forced into it. So I figured if you're brave enough to do that, like you're brave and you're really smart, and it's not that you're not, but I just didn't understand, like I think how unnaturally numbers come to people Other who people. tend to yep. start businesses, right? Because like- right. I, Especially creative people, yeah. That's what I was gonna say, because accountants tend mm-hmm. to stay in the in the jobs. So they're not the ones that, right. that think about the questions that you come up with when you're starting a business. Or I think your typical CPA will be like, well, you should know this. And like, not only demean um, your little business, 
but also right. like kind of demean you for not you, knowing everything yeah. that you're supposed to know. So right. exactly. I'm not the only accountant that is a safe space. Um, I am surrounded by accountants who are safe spaces, so that's nice to know. Um, there's lots of young female accountants doing exactly the same thing now, but um, it was through a series of events that I started like trying to figure out how I could educate entrepreneurs. Uh, so that I could, you know, make more income while not giving up so much of my time because I saw bookkeeping as like an hours per dollar thing. Mm-hmm. Eventually, when I was pregnant with my third child, it clicked that if I hired and trained a team and grew my business mm-hmm. and had mm-hmm. a team, that could actually be some passive income, like when I was mm-hmm. pursuing courses yeah. and stuff like that. So I grew my bookkeeping business intentionally over three months in 2019, like while pregnant with my third. And that happened, um, it was like such a influx of like clients and team members and success that like now what I do is teach accountants how to do the same. So the, the, I think the biggest focus, that if you look me up on social media, is gonna be me talking to bookkeepers. Um, mm-hmm. But I do mm-hmm. run, I have about 25 bookkeeping clients who are um, young female business owners predominantly and mm-hmm. mostly online business owners because I'm just so passionate about it. Um, so I have my bookkeeping business and then I show accountants and bookkeepers how like they can do the same, how they can, right. they can take like their skills, yep. have that life of freedom, um, but also really give a lot of value to their clients in alleviating yep. these burdens and mm-hmm. fears. That's awesome. Um, okay. So for somebody who's listening, we have a range of listeners, but there's a, a number of people who listen, um, who may have that kind of entrepreneurial spirit, but may have either not started a business yet or don't know where to start or they want to start a business, but they're listening to our podcast to kind of get the confidence. So for somebody who's listening and they're like, shit, what does any of this even mean? Um, Kind of explain bookkeeping and like the basics um, of, I guess, like the jargon um, to like what just the basics of what everybody would need to know if they're going to start a business. So what is bookkeeping? Yes, basically. Okay. Yeah. um, Really, I think that there's two separate things. I, some people will do both. But I like to keep it separate, and I think bookkeeping is one thing, and tax is a completely different thing. Um, Mm -hmm. Bookkeeping is really, really simple. Like, I'm glad you asked because it's not that complex. It doesn't mean that it doesn't get, like, convoluted, but it's literally tracking Mm -hmm. what your sales are minus what your costs were and coming up with profit. And profit is what you're taxed on. And not only is profit what you're taxed on, profit is what really freaking matters in your business. So because right. yeah. you can have, I mean, I talk about this a lot, but like in the online space, if you're dabbling in like, should I start a business? You're hearing tons of stuff about six figure businesses and six figure launches and seven figure mm-hmm. businesses and multiple seven figure businesses and 100K months and stuff like that. That is not a whole picture. Um, is that right. stuff real? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's real. That's possible. But is that the measure of success? No, it is not a whole picture at all. It actually tells me absolutely nothing about what your life looks like, uh, what kind of stress you're under, and if you're bringing home anything or you can easily be in debt. Like you can easily, probably more so easily, be in debt with like a seven-figure sales business than you can with like something simpler. And that's not to deter. It's just to keep the focus on what is my business actually doing at the end of the day and bookkeeping is gonna tell you that. And when you're just getting started, it's way simpler. You're literally tracking sales and any cost of doing business. Right, subtracting it. Yeah, Yeah. subtracting it and that's your profit. Um, 
And so like, I think that my, uh, bookkeeping is best done monthly. Some people do it weekly because they really love it. Um, I think maybe if you're just getting started and there's some celebration maybe in that, or like it keeps you in mm -hmm. line on what your right. personal threshold is for spending, that looking at it weekly if there's not too many transactions is something some people do kind of ceremoniously. That's mm -hmm. fine. Yeah. Um, I think monthly gives me at least a big enough, a, a good enough picture. And what I love about bookkeeping is that it's this recurring process. It should be a recurring process in your business, at least monthly. And then when you look at that, like in this clear as day format, you're going to see where your money is coming from, where your money is going, how valuable mm -hmm. your sources of income are and mm -hmm. how valuable your expenses are. And like some expenses might be your biggest expenses, but they're also the thing that allows you to do everything. So yeah, yeah. you're it's worth it. And there's no like you're not judging your spending when you can see where it's going. Right. Right. Um, so that's bookkeeping and tax is what you have to pay to the government on what you make. And so that's on profit. But the, what's dangerous about tax or only looking at your numbers come tax time is it's ancient freaking history. So there's two problems <laughs> with that. Um, there's two problems. One, uh, cash flow, like we just talked about. So like if you do yeah. your taxes on time in April, you're looking at what you owe from January to December of the year before. before you're already yeah. 16 months removed from you know, one of the months yeah. that you're getting taxed on. Right. And, and you have different taxes as a self-employed person. And yeah. so that, that can add up. It's not a bad thing. Um, it's a little technical for me to get into, but like you have more taxes mostly because it's not being managed by somebody else because you're the, you're the employee and the employer. And what you might not know if you're just an employee today is that your employer is paying some payroll taxes on your wages that like, yep. yeah. you don't see that on your paycheck. They just do that. Um, you might not know that that happens with your employer gone. The IRS looks to you for both pieces. So you pay, it's really only seven and a half percent more basically. I'm, I'm rounding. But it's the fact mm -hmm. that it's not managed that gets really difficult. So like it's not coming right off the top. You're getting all of the money and you really should be putting it aside Same regularly. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Regularly. Yeah. Like even monthly is maybe not enough on that if you're new. Right. Yeah. I learned that one the hard way last tax season, you guys. Because um, <laughs> you're, especially as like a business, everybody knows like, especially in each quarter. And I know that you can file quarterly taxes, but there's some people should, some people shouldn't, you know, there's like different reasons to do or not do that. But um, you, you really are like, you could be having a lull in your business at the time when taxes are due. It's not like you can just be like, hey, sorry, um, IRS, I actually don't, I actually haven't made as much money this month, so I'm just going to wait. Like, that's not how it works. Um, so you have to set it, like, set your money aside, and that's um, something that I learned from my first year of taxes. Yeah, so there, Fun. there's Love that. <laughs> there's that which I think people kind of know exists, but there's this other, like, benefit to bookkeeping that I think um, I finally identified I think this is honestly where like I started signing a lot of clients when I finally understood that taxes wasn't enough to motivate a small business owner. It was the idea that looking at your numbers regularly allows you to see what's happening so you can make adjustments in right. real time instead right. of looking yeah. at your books at the end of the year and then going like, wait, I made $100,000 in sales and I celebrated that every month. But when I look at it, I literally made $20,000 of profit 
Are you really yeah. doing that great? No, you're not. But could you have made adjustments throughout the month to change that? Yes. And so mm -hmm. when you yeah. look at that in real time and like you stop fearing it or judging what it's going to mean and just allow it to like literally be a story, let's not even call it data, mm -hmm. like it is a story of what happened and then you can make of it what you will as the business owner who understands. And sometimes you're not going to be profitable. Like in the beginning, it's rare for people to profit like on month one. So I'm not judging that. It's just that the idea yeah. has to be, the goal has to be let's get profitable and let's get profitable quickly. Yeah. And I start to lose people here sometimes with the concept of like leading with profit because it's like, oh, well, I don't just do this for the money. Like I want to be able to live, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. I'm not like a materialistic person. Um, I don't, I'm not greedy, right? So I like mm -hmm. to say that profit is the how to your why. Like if you know why you're starting a business and especially if it's outside of you, if it's like, I really want to help people X, Y, Z, if you don't have a business that profits and sustains itself and allows you to pay for your life, it's not sustainable, which means yeah, you cannot right. continue to live out that mission. Right. So to me, bookkeeping yeah, is really exactly. powerful in that it helps you focus on profit, which helps you sustain your business, which helps you live the life that you want and also continue to serve others in, to the best of your abilities. And tax is taking those yeah. numbers at the end of the year and paying it to the government. Right. I know personally yeah. that bookkeeping has also just been able to show me trends and kind of see like month to month if something is going up or going down and kind of also now that I've been in business for multiple years at this point, then also comparing months of different years to each other and kind of seeing trends in that. So I think that that's definitely um, another benefit i guess of just kind of knowing what's going on in your business because it's really it's yourself you're doing everything by yourself so you want to make sure that you know what's going on um but so if someone um is kind of i know that like we said in the beginning with starting a business you kind of feel like <coughs> that there's kind of this stigma i guess of like oh it's just this small little thing i just have a tiny little etsy i don't need to start in um filing taxes or i don't need to whatever because it's under a certain amount of money what is the threshold of kind of like deciding between if something is a, a hobby or becoming a business well technically like the irs would say if you have one dollar of profit you have to pay tax on it so okay. mm -hmm. are you profiting um, you need to be reporting it like from yep. day one because the risk of not doing it, it just is not worth it. Like, yeah. yeah. And so and then some people will say like, well, I'm only spending money. And so like, why would I claim that? Well, two, two reasons, although I'm, I'm trying not to get into like super technical stuff. If it's literally right. a hobby that you do for fun and you're losing money on it, then okay, don't file taxes and the government's going to be fine with you taking a personal loss. If you're profiting, right. you have to file taxes, okay? Right. Yeah. $1 is enough. Yeah. Um, yeah. But if you have a loss and it's a loss because this is a startup year, like, mm. and the IRS would have leniency towards like how long, you can't operate at a loss for five years the IRS will say that is not a business that is a hobby because nobody would stay in an unprofitable business for five years, right? Mm. And I mean, you yeah. may be, have workarounds. You can look up the hobby loss rules if you want to know what I'm talking about. That's like a Googleable thing, hobby loss rules. 
If you treat it like a business, and actually one of the things on there that would make it be deemed a business is doing regular bookkeeping or hiring somebody to do it for you. Mm -hmm. If you're not doing bookkeeping mm -hmm. and you're operating at a loss for multiple years, you're a hobby. And the, if you claim those losses, the IRS can come back and um, disallow those deductions and charge you on yep. it. Yep. Um, but I think most people, when they ask that question, is like, well, I only lost money, so should I claim it? If you're doing this in a startup year and you expect to have money, the goal is to have money, you'll close it down after two years if you're not profitable. It is a business and you should claim it um, because you can offset that from your day job and like pay less in taxes yeah. for taking the loss. And if it's all you do and you only take a loss, you won't get like money back, but you'll be able to carry that loss forward to the next year, which will reduce your taxes in the next year. So if you yeah. don't claim a yeah. loss, you're just giving the IRS extra money. Um, if you want to do that, again, they're not going to complain. But I don't know why <laughs> right. anyone would want yeah. to do that. <laughs> right, definitely. Yeah, and I, I think that speaks to the idea of like, I think a lot of people think like, oh, should I be like, do it, should I be bookkeeping? Do I need to do that or is it just a hobby? But like you said, if your profit's $1, so you should, so that you can obviously, I guess for the, the reasons that we just talked about, but also so you don't get behind and get yourself in a bind where you have to go through a year's worth of expenses and income and try to figure that out yourself yeah. definitely can get complicated. And I think there's something to like um, highlight there, right? With like, if my business is just a hobby, um, so I don't need to do bookkeeping or I don't need to do taxes. I think it's like a come to Jesus moment with yourself. Like, is that what I want it to be? Mm -hmm. I think if yeah. you're listening to this podcast all the way through to this point, the answer is no. Like you mm -hmm. have a desire yeah. to have a business right. and you want it to, to profit someday. Today you're calling it a hobby, but if you're making, I really mean this, if you're making hobby based decisions around a business that you want to turn into a business, that's no way to make it happen. Like totally. you might become an anomaly that somehow succeeds despite that, but that underlying, um, that underlying belief that you're backing with actions like I'm not going to do bookkeeping because I'm just a hobby. That is a good way to make sure that you always stay an unprofitable hobby. And if you want to change that, um, it's not hard to do your own bookkeeping, especially in the beginning stages, especially if you are a service based solopreneur. It's actually not hard to track that stuff so that you can you know, set aside 15 minutes max if you do it weekly 15 minutes and maybe 30 minutes for the month if you're just getting started if you want to set aside that time it, it could almost be like i'm getting a little nuts but i mean everything that i'm saying you want to have a ceremony that like says i'm doing this it's like an act of self-care i'm going to give my business yeah. and myself yeah. 15 minutes a week to sit here and quantify what i brought in and what i spent because i care enough about my vision and my goals yeah I care yeah. <laughs> enough about myself and, and I, I deserve that. Like there's nothing yep. wrong with me taking this time and it might be scary at first, but mm -hmm. starting on the ground level is a really good way to make it not scary because you're never going to yep. let it snowball out of your control. Yep. Yeah. That's actually something that I had been in my business for. I don't remember how long, but it was like hmm, a couple months before tax season, I'd say. Um, and I remember just having it on my to-do list over and over, like record expenses, record expenses, record expenses. And I finally was like, all right, I just have to do this. And honestly, it did not take me like even a percentage of how long I thought it would. Yeah. And it yeah. felt so good after I did. And I set up 
ways for myself to continue recording on an active basis and just knowing that I had that there was so relieving and knowing that I could quickly like you know if I went to wherever and got materials I could just come home and write that off and I know you say like you know monthly but if I wanted to I could just go in and write that you know down and record that expense when I felt so inclined um but I totally agree I think that that's a really nice um feeling but since I said the word accidentally right off um I kind of remembered the instantly made me think of the Schitt's Creek episode of write-offs and so what actually is a write-off and especially for a small business owner what does that mean for them and the different there's also just so many different aspects of business too and especially for our audience you know influencers or a service provider or a small business owner like jewelry business what does what is write-offs and what does that look like for different businesses yeah, so write-offs are also sometimes called like deductions, um, and they're, they're basically interchangeable. And it just lowers what you pay on your taxes. So it's the expense portion, expense, deduction, write-off. I probably mm-hmm. say expenses, costs, you know, cost yep. of doing business. Mm-hmm. I try not to use expenses because I know it's like sort of jargon, but they're all the same thing. It's yep. money that you spend for the purpose of generating income. And the IRS would like to see that it is ordinary and necessary in your line of business. Um, That it's like a, it's standard in your industry. So yes, to your point, it would depend by industry, but the the long-term purpose has to be that it's for the purpose of making money. Um, It's for the the purpose of generating (laughs) income. And so like easy, no-brainer things, bank service charges, Um, softwares and subscriptions for doing business if you're mailing anything out the cost of shipping the cost of packaging office supplies uh, you know courses and coaches Mm. for business yes deductible Um, can you think of anything like anything outside of that there's there's quite a few Um, if you pay like affiliate expenses or referral Mm. bonuses those things are write-offs um, what if there? What if there's a travel blogger? Does their travel expenses count as a write-off or no? If it's for business, so the thing, like the test that that I like to do. If you're getting into really technical stuff, honestly, like I thought about this too. One of the things is you should have support. So like in the beginning stages, it's okay to like track your very beginning stuff. But when you get profitable and when you get serious and when you start to realize that like your time is better spent elsewhere, you should have Mm. a bookkeeper and you should have a CPA. And I really think that you should have a CPA at year end regardless. I really do. I don't think that there's like, Mm. I don't think it's worth, like, let's be honest, you're not a tax expert. So there's a wide (laughs) range of people. There's a wide range of people who will charge like different fees in different areas. You can almost get like any of it. You do kind of get what you pay for, but you don't need to pay two grand when you just started a business. If you have records, you want to save yourself mm-hmm. some time, give them, a, give them some bookkeeping, give them numbers, do not do not give them statements and you'll have yeah. support. So you should run this by your CPA. But I like to give this example of like, if you were to sit across from the IRS, which isn't going to happen, but if you were <laughs> going to, and like there was a man in a suit asking you questions, would you be able to, to back up that that is a business expense without turning red? If so, you know, yeah. Yeah. if Mm -hmm. so, it's probably deductible. If you're stretching it, um, 
you know, I, I probably wouldn't take the risk because if you get really aggressive and you're writing off things that are not write-offs, um, that are not, you know, standard in your, in your line of work, and you get audited and they say, all right, that's not a business expense, I think it's important to understand that what happens is you pay back that tax plus penalty and interest. You have to pay for someone to represent you. It's yep. a big headache and um, it's not really worth it. If you get to that point where you're making enough income to want to deduct enough stuff, you should have a CPA who will help you minimize your tax expense legally. There's like yep. retirement accounts that you yeah. can do. There's a lot of like strategic stuff that you can do um, when you get to that level and do it right so that you're not jeopardizing yourself. Right. I like to think of it the way that um, someone told me to think about it is if you imagine yourself not in business and if you weren't, wouldn't be spend, if you would not be purchasing this thing if you weren't in business, then that is a write-off. But if you would still like, if I was gonna, obviously I wouldn't write off Starbucks, but like I'm gonna go to Starbucks whether I have a business or not. So obviously that's not gonna be a write off, but like, I don't know, my, you know, mailers for my Etsy shop, obviously I would not be buying hundreds of mailers if I didn't have a business. So that is a write off. But I think yeah. that's a good test for yeah. some things. When there is a mixed personal use is when um, it gets mm. slippery because like, mm -hmm. st so Starbucks, like, it depends. Are you giving a $15 gift card to a new client? Because um, mm. that is a write-off. Are you meeting a client there? That's a write-off. Mm. But if you're on your way to the office, like I am sometimes, and I just want to get a coffee, the fact that I'm going to drink that while I'm working doesn't make it a write-off. Right. Um, yeah. Right. The fact that I Uber eats myself a meal because I don't feel like, you know, getting up is not a write-off. Um, right. And so, yeah. and then you want to be reasonable. Like you really want to be reasonable and you want to do it to where, where if someone were to dig through it, it wouldn't look ridiculous. So if you, yeah. if every time you go to Starbucks, you put it on your business card, it's a good way to disallow all meals because they're not going to trust that you use any discernment. And mm -hmm. um, a really good tip, mm -hmm. like when you mentioned writing down the expense, I started to think a way to avoid having to write down expenses and feel like you're going to miss them is open up a separate account for business today. Yep. I don't yep. I don't care what stage of business you're at. If you plan on having a real business, today is the best time to do it because you won't have to be switching over all of your subscriptions that you pay for and as you get your clients like yep. your if you use Etsy, you map that to your business bank account. It should be your business yep. bank account. If you yep. end up like changing it, you're going to have to open a new account, change over all of the ways that money comes through, change over all yep. of the ways that money goes out. Mm -hmm. And so like today is a great day to get yourself do a business that. account. Yep. And even if you haven't yet, like if the only thing that you take away is Katie said that I should get my own business account rule number one, please do that. That is literally my rule number one. Yeah. It comes before doing regular bookkeeping because yeah. even if you yeah. slack on the bookkeeping, if all of your income and expenses go through there, you, yeah. you can pull those statements and find them. You won't miss right. a deduction. Yeah. So and it's you. <laughs> it's actually so easy to just like go through the same bank that you already are. It's not this process of having to find a new like a completely new bank. Like I have a account for my business and it's just the same uh, it's the same like high up account as my person because I am my business, you know, my business owner is me. So I just have my account and then I have my business and then I have my personal and it's so easy to just like you know, separate everything. So it's not this huge process of like intimidating thing. And a lot of them you can do on like the phone or the internet to mm -hmm. set up a business. 
account. Yeah, I do. So. I do Bank of America personally, and you mm-hmm. can do it online. You don't have to go anywhere. And like COVID has really yeah. helped with some of that because they try to make it easier for yeah. you to do. <laughs> right. Um, I, I wanted to just touch on you don't want to miss items of income or items of like spending because if you miss income, you're at risk. And because you underpaid your taxes. So you're risking that like you get caught. And in today's world, everything is really traceable. So like if you're not getting paid cash, Mm -hmm. it's actually very easy for them to trace you if they decide Mm -hmm. that they want to. Um, And then with your costs, well, they can, they just can, you know, it's like, is it likely? Probably not. So if I'm scaring the crap out of you, like take a couple deep breaths. I personally just (laughs) like to know that like I'm good, you know? Yeah, you're covered. Yeah, with your costs, if you miss those, you're not in trouble, but you overspent. Neither one Mm -hmm. is good. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, you forget to deduct it. And I think, yeah, and I I worked with a CPA the last time I did my taxes um, because things got complicated. And where it got really complicated was like mileage. You're driving to the post office. I wouldn't have been driving to the post office had it not been for my business. And I was driving to the post office every day. So that's something you want to consider. it, sometimes it even gets down to like Wi-Fi and like all of that kind of stuff, and that's where it gets super complicated. And that's where the CPA. That's why yeah. I was like, I'm I'm not doing this myself. Like I can't. Um, and I feel like that's stuff that's easy to mess up. And that's where like you can't be like, oh, but I have this. Like you said, mixed personal use. Yes. I think those are things that yeah. can, like, get complicated. Mixed personal use is a good rule of thumb for like I need to look up the rules for this meals. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, mm-hmm. this year it's it's a hundred percent deductible. It's like a COVID stimulus thing for restaurants. Um, you know, to let, to incentivize business owners to go to restaurants and have business mm. meetings and stuff. So, but that's not usually the case. It's usually 50%. Um, so there's a special rule mm-hmm. for that. And then it has to have a business purpose. You know, you can't just be a business owner going. So that's yeah. one special rule. Mm-hmm. Um, like you mentioned, your cell phone and your internet, you, the good news is you're paying that same amount, whether or not you have a business, you get to write off a portion of it. It's supposed right. to be your business yeah. percentage. Um, and miles, yeah. So I would say if you're not, doing a ton of driving for work if most of your miles are business, if you're still, I mean, most of your miles are personal. I I recommend just taking the standard mileage deduction. This is a good question. I think people have a lot of questions and they mess this up. Um, Take the standard mileage deduction to your Mm -hmm. point, track your business miles. In my small biz starter kit, I have a mileage log and it's in Google Sheets. So if you have like uh, the Google Drive, you know, thing on your phone. You can even do that, like as you're going, like, or even put in your notes. Mm. Went to the post office, and then you know the round trip post office, and you can add that in later. Um, but you yeah, want to track your miles, and you get a you get a fixed amount per mile that you get to deduct. So it's real easy. You just take the mileage times. I think it's fifty six cents this year. It changes every year, mm. um, and then and then you can take that deduction. Um, so you just want to track the miles and, and do that. Um, and I think it's best to track them in real time, but you could back into it at the end of the year by looking at your statement and seeing when did you get charged by the post office? So you must have gone to the post office that day. When did you go to Target? Exactly. You must have gone there. So mileage for business is anything that you did just for the purpose of your business. So going to the post office, yes, it is deductible. Um, going to like a business meeting or a networking event, deductible. Going and buying office supplies is actually deductible too, those kind of things. Hmm. Yeah, I had I had to do the like you said like backtrack. Um, and I what my CPA said was she was like we're just gonna go on the lower end of your your best like best what we can track like backtrack like 
you know, not we know not every target trip was for your business, and you obviously can't remember every single one, so we'll go on the low end of like what seems reasonable mm-hmm. so that you don't get yourself in any trouble. Right. And I feel like it's worthwhile to mention in general with all of this stuff. I think not only does it sound overwhelming as somebody who's like younger, like most of our audiences and wants to start a business, it's also overwhelming as a woman, in my opinion. Sometimes when I walk in the bank, I think everybody thinks I'm an idiot. <laughs> um, like immediately because I'm a woman. And sometimes I think that they actually do think that, but maybe they don't. Um, But yeah, I just, I feel like it's worthwhile to mention a lot of our listeners are females. And I feel like a lot of times these are the conversations that we don't have that are important to have. So don't be scared to open a business bank account. Don't be scared to talk to a CPA. Like you said, you know, like judgment free zone, find a CPA that obviously is not going to treat you like you're an idiot because that's no fun um but I just felt like that was worthwhile to mention um you have a lot of good but points yeah in there. so you mentioned if you want to expand you can I'm take like it away. I'm gonna take notes so you can go ahead I'm gonna I'm gonna elaborate on some of the points <laughs> yes um but yeah I I do think that um that it's I've been scared before that's the reason I haven't opened up a business bank account is because I'm scared of the bank I just opened up a savings account because I was scared of the bank so you don't have to be scared of the bank. I actually found a banker that was... Yeah, I actually went physically... I went in person to set up my business account. Yeah. And the woman that I talked to was, like, so nice. And I think, like... Mm-hmm. I, I also feel that there is... We kind of touched on this before, but there's this this feeling of, oh, it's just, like, my tiny business or whatever. And that you feel almost that your business is not worthy of going to the bank and talking to someone about it. It's not worthy of tracking these things. And I know that like when I went to the bank, she was so interested in everything that I was talking about. They're not going to make you like, oh, you have a small business. That's stupid. Like they're never going to act like that. They're going to be excited for you that you're starting you've started a business they're going to be excited for you that you made that step she even congratulated me on coming in and like said that that was like an important like big milestone to like record yeah um so and i think she's right that it is you know it does take um some courage i think to say no my business actually is important and it does deserve to be taken seriously and that's from other people and from yourself so not to sound like dramatic and that you you have to go make an account right now or you're gonna like die but yeah I'm saying that I'm just kidding (laughs) I'm just kidding but but I but all of those points are so good and I think that like somebody could have the experience where they walk into a bank in some place and get the wrong teller Mm. that does make them feel that way and if they do take your business elsewhere and Mm. if your CPA makes you feel like they're judging you or they don't take time and they rush you because those do exist go Mm. elsewhere like, let, mm-hmm. let yourself, like, gut check literally all of those decisions, but don't let them stop you from finding the place that's not going to be like that because avoiding it in fear is actually really heavy and it has, um, like, physical, tangible results. Like, mm-hmm. allowing that yeah. to be this barrier. Like, when you talked about um, thinking I need to, to do my expenses, like, that, I visualize that being on my to-do list and me ignoring that. I've got a lot of things like that in my yeah. life. It's just, it's mm-hmm. not that one. But if that were on my list for a year, it, like, it feels bad. You can almost yes. feel it in your body and yeah. the tightness. Yep. facing it feels good so if you want to get on the other side of that like just act in courage anyway because once you open the bank account the bank account is open once you you know sit down and look at your numbers I promise you (laughs) because like 
not only do I have you know 25 clients active right now uh, and mm -hmm. coach bookkeepers, but like I have this small biz starter kit we're going to talk about in a minute that 300 people have purchased, and I hear it all the time, mm -hmm. all the time that like I finally did it, and this feels so good. I have never had anybody say that they faced their numbers and they cried themselves to sleep. They even <laughs> like if, I hated it. I'm never doing it again. <laughs> even if it's bad, yeah. it's right. clear. Yeah. And right. then, like, mm -hmm. it's non-judgmental. You know what and you have to manage with. Yeah, and if yeah. you want to do that in the safest space of all, do it alone. And let the feelings come yeah. up and then know that, like, it's now within your control to make some different choices. And that's the clarity mm -hmm. that it gives you by facing it. But I, I also wanted to touch on um, the female aspect of it because it's real and it makes perfect sense because yeah. women weren't even allowed to work until recently and couldn't even have checking really? accounts <laughs> until recently and if you just want to understand yep. a little bit more of that like when i i listened to rachel rogers and i joined her membership for a while um and she has that book we should all be millionaires and if mm -hmm. you want to like figure out where some of that is and make it make sense and then also work through it i highly recommend looking at rachel rogers stuff mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, yeah, I, I do think that we forget that when you say recently, like it really was recently that women were allowed to have bank accounts without the permission or the sign off of their husband. Like it was the father. 70s. It's, like, yeah, it was in, exactly. our, it like was in that, our mother's lifetimes, you know? Literally, yeah. like that truly was just not that long ago. So I think that there's a lot of shame that comes along with, like, for me, not understanding things. I feel like, oh, well, I like you said, like, I should know this, so... I don't want to ask anybody because right. they're going to know that I don't. But it's so much better. All you have to do is ask once, then it's explained to you, or listen to this podcast, and then you know. So anyway. yeah, right. Um, okay, yeah. So let's talk about the small business starter kit um, for people who are sitting here being like, okay, I'm ready. I'm going to track all my stuff. I'm going to do bookkeep. How do I do it? So kind of explain that and how you're everything that you offer yeah i'll start by explaining maybe like the four ways that you can do bookkeeping which i've never done before but like you can have somebody do it for you it's typically gonna be like even if you're small it's gonna be like 200 and up mine are like mm -hmm. more like 350 400 so if that sounds like oh my god i can't do that today um then you want to find a way to still get it done and if it doesn't feel like oh my mm -hmm. god i can't do that today and you think about like the fact that you otherwise might not do it or you otherwise might mess it up or your business is growing and your time is better spent elsewhere it's time to get a bookkeeper um mm -hmm. it's time to think about how many hours that would bring you back um that's number yep. one and most preferred um underneath that is like you do it yourself somehow and I would try to teach people how to use like QuickBooks. I'm sure you've heard of QuickBooks. Xero mm -hmm. is a great mm -hmm. uh, bookkeeping platform that I love. Um, people recommend Wave. Honestly, I hate it. Um, so I don't recommend Wave for actual mm -hmm. bookkeeping. For invoicing, sure. For bookkeeping, no. And long-term for invoicing, no. It, it doesn't feed well with softwares. Um, but you can do it if your business doesn't have like tons of, of volume. But mm -hmm. anyway, getting into QuickBooks or Xero, that's where bookkeeping can get kind of complicated because there are certain places that like transfers go and if you mess one thing up the whole mm -hmm. thing kind of messes up and mm -hmm. while i could teach you yeah. the long-term goal is not for you to learn how to become a bookkeeper the long-term right. goal is for you <laughs> right. to understand your finances have something that you can give your tax preparer and then ultimately i really think hire it out um mm -hmm. but like yeah. for now you could if you're going to track bookkeeping yourself, you could get into a software that you're likely gonna pay around $30 a month for, botch or not touch. Um, you can keep your own you can keep your own <laughs> self-made template, which like no offense to anybody's template, but I've seen them all and they are really just not great. 
I go in and I'm like, what is this? You know, this is like this long laundry <laughs> list of just like expenses. There's a better way to do it. And right. so I, I merged them all and I created a Google Sheets template that is like, it's really simple. It's easy to look yeah. at. It has drop down boxes of income categories and expense categories that you can customize for your business, which is really nice. And then you have a tab for each month and you go in and you enter in items of income, and items of expense. I have a demo video in there, so I'll tell you what to leave out. Like payments to yourself are not an expense. And um, transfers, you know, payments to your credit card are not an expense. It's a transfer, you leave them out. Mm -hmm. You put in items of income and items of expense. I walk you through that in the demo. You just enter those in, and then over on the right-hand side, automatically for each month, it calculates the total of the sales. It does sales by income category if you have them. So like, I think most businesses have multiple ways that they make Streams, money, whether it's different right. products or different services. You can break that right. out all yeah. for you. So like. I'll use an example of a copywriter. If you're a copywriter and you know you do a blog post versus like a sales page, you could put that separately on this and customize it very easily so that uh, mm. you've got the drop down. Mm. It'll show you by category how you make your money, what the highest percentage is. It'll break that out or highlight it for you. Um, and on the expenses, it does the same thing. Where did all your money go by category? What's the highest expense? So you can like kind of gauge mm. how that feels. And then it'll summarize your total income your total expense, it'll calculate your profit, it'll tell you what your profit percentage is, which I walk through and explain like where you want that to be and why it doesn't really quite matter, um, but how to mm -hmm. think about that, I mm -hmm. explain that in there too. Uh, so you can benchmark yourself and see, and then it'll also have like an amount that you can set aside for taxes, you plug in your tax percentage because that's mm -hmm. gonna change for each person. And then every month you can go in there and do this and then set aside the money for taxes so you're not shocked come tax time. And not only do you have this for each month, but it'll automatically summarize the quarters, automatically summarize the year. It's a Google Sheets doc. You can share it with your uh, CPA if you get one at the end of the year. Mm -hmm. I have had people say like, oh, my CPA was so happy that it came organized. But not only that, but it's really easy for you to enter in and see the important stuff that you typically only get like from a bookkeeper or by knowing how to read bookkeeping software. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. When, yeah. when people would come to me doing their own books, I would see that they would keep QuickBooks, but it, wasn't valuable and they didn't know that, like they didn't even know what kind of reports to run or what to look at. So this kind of takes right. away all of the mm -hmm. junk so that it's just the important stuff um, for the DIY version. And it's 127 one time, which means that like versus that three months or whatever it is, five, five months at $30 and you're gonna spend more. So, and a lot of people right. I would see paid yeah. for QuickBooks for like a whole year and didn't use it. So it's a one-time right. thing. It avoids uh, the cost and complexity of learning bookkeeping and it is a solution before you can hire a bookkeeper. So mm -hmm. it has that profit and loss yeah. workbook, which is super powerful. And then it also has a mileage log and a tax calendar, which actually I've got to get updated for 2022 now. Um, but on my email list too, you'll get reminders of like, it's time to do your books and mm -hmm. um, estimated taxes are due this month and stuff like that. So it's a great solution for somebody who needs a good way to do it and doesn't want to have to like, reinvent the wheel or mm -hmm. get into complicated bookkeeping stuff. So for everybody who is like, I want that. Um, and just in general, is like, I want more. 
from Katie. Um, where can they find you? Where can they purchase? Where can they do all that good stuff? Plug yourself. Tell them where they can find you and, and purchase everything. I'm on Instagram most at Orderly Accounting by Katie. I have a podcast, uh, Profits and Prosecco. A lot of it is bookkeeper focused, but if you scroll, you'll see the threads that I do specifically for entrepreneurs. Stuff so about increasing your mm. uh, profits, profit percentages, you know, things like that. There's uh, probably at least 25% of it is towards entrepreneurs. So you scan the podcast. I've got a great episode on S-Corps in there. If you've ever heard that buzzword and you want to know more about it, I really break that down um, in an episode. I think it's episode six for that. Um, so that's a, a good place to learn more in depth. Um, and you can find me at Orderly Accounting by Katie on Instagram. And I think you're going to link the starter kit and also yep. have the link for reminders. So if you, if you purchase the starter kit, don't worry, you'll be on my email list anyway. If you just want to like hang out and get the reminders and try to do something on your own, you can go to uh, the link there for the free reminders too. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. So we'll have that link in the show notes of this episode and we'll also have that link in the um, YouTube description if you're watching on YouTube. Yes. Um, Amazing. Well, that was a lot of amazing information. Feeling (laughs) so educated. Um, Thank you guys for listening. Be sure to leave us a rating and review on wherever you listen to your podcasts and subscribe to keep up with our weekly episodes. And then follow us on TikTok at Check Your Aesthetic and over on Instagram at Check Your Aesthetic Podcast and our personal accounts, Katie Creative Co., AlexisAdams.co, and Orderly Accounting by Katie. And we will talk to you next week. Bye, guys. Mm